Hello and welcome to 10 Very Big Books, a Malazan read-through podcast. I'm your current host today, Josh. With me, as always, is the intrepid real host of our show, Pete Bond. Pete Bond, how you doing today? I'm doing all right. Thank you for having me, Josh. It's so great to be on the pod. And Peter, I hear you have a new book out. Can you give me some of that? What's it, what's it called again? Sure. It's called 10 Things You Will Not Believe. And the thing is this, you're going to have to buy the books to find out, yeah. you know, um, but you can find them anywhere. Remarkable title. And uh, behind the scenes is, of course, AJ. AJ, show me those dance moves. I'm dancing. Look at me go. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa. I just did a flip. Oh, <laughs> shit. Whoa, AJ. <laughs> oh, that my gosh. That was really cool, AJ. I'm impressed myself. Thank you. And hot. And, of course, here off to the side, leading the band. That's right, Phenom on the soprano saxophone, India Jones. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Wow. This intro's uh, got a great energy. Yeah. Well, I'm really happy. It started because I thought of Space Jam and I thought of, you know, how he okay. talks at the beginning. Well, I was I was listening to the Sledding with Tiger's Space Jam concept album yesterday. Oh. Okay. As you do. And I had it in my head the beginning of how he says, ladies, and that's just how that bit came. I just, not Josh, not to cut in, but I do have a bit, a quick query I wanted to bring to the pod. And just a quick disclaimer has nothing to do with the show we talk about or the works of Steven Erickson. Okay. I would just love to know what your guys' thoughts are about what the sexiest candy is. Oh, sexiest candy. Is this, is this because of that new Eminem? Is that why you're asking? <laughs> I thought that too. I thought that too. That's so funny. I meant uh, to eat as a person, but you can oh. like. Oh, see, that's not what you asked. To eat. I was really thinking about the shapes of candies just now. Okay, yeah, that's not what I meant. But I think I, there's something about runts that is like inherently horny. Wow. Yeah, I can just see the that. Sh- you know, runts have a horny name. That's for sure. Yeah, and, that's true. Yeah, runts um, is my favorite type of um or uh, flower. Oh shit! Yeah, is that type of type of flower? Yeah, she means weed, Peter. Come on, Pete. <laughs> okay, embarrassing for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. I feel it's, like it's I legal in New York. So have to be. This is. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Wow. What's your wow. answer, Pete? I mean, you asked the question. It's Do gotta you have be a... something with honey. That's where okay. I, that's where oh. I'm at right now. I'm kind of stuck there. Can I offer you a hot take? <laughs> oh okay. God! Is it bubble tape? No. I wouldn't call bubble tape candy. That's, I, that's so gum. unsexy. Yeah. Like yeah. gobbling okay. down a bo- like some tape. <laughs> may, as well have, <laughs> may as well have a fucking yo-yo. I mean, like, what are you even doing? Let me just slurp one 10-foot strand of spaghetti. Isn't this yeah, hot? Yeah. <laughs> Come back in two minutes when I'm done. I've never seen anything less sexy. Yeah, And right? then you're, like, all the while chewing, drooling. <laughs> <laughs> As your mouth fills up and you can no longer breathe because you're chewing on 10 feet of bubble gum. That sounds really got me, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> Pete's um, over here um, like nothing sexier than a fucking hoagie. Like that's the kind of opinions <laughs> you're bringing right now. Literally, that's the hottest take I've ever heard. That's the hottest take this show has ever heard. Vinegar is the hottest condiment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay, but at the end, you have the elastic tape thing, and like maybe you want to put that on your bookshelf or something. I don't know. What about what even about that is middle sexy. school? Yeah, what about bookshelves? So sexy. I love putting stuff. We know on... you just got a bookshelf, and you're you very happy about give that. Sexy but... library. Okay, I'm sorry I ever brought this question up or tried to share a little bit about myself in this world before I die. Okay, sorry I put myself out there and was vulnerable. Okay, and look. Wow. Now I'm I'm treated by the three of you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Maybe it's starbursts. Oh, I could get behind starbursts. Guys, what the fuck? Well, okay, yeah. Okay, now the more I think about it, it's kind of this a similar bubble tape issue because you're just got like chewy candy in your mouth. Yeah, like, oh, but no. it's like tart and it makes your face kind of go like, mm, like yeah. that kind of. So, so we talk about the one that is sexiest for you yourself to eat or the sexiest to see someone else eat. All right. Um. <laughs> the thing that's coming to my mind, I'm sorry, I just need to say this before you Please. finish. Twizzler. Oh. I was also thinking Twizzler. Because you can separate it like really slowly too like, if you wanted you know, to. Like, yeah, swing it around. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're yeah, if you're oh, into like some BDSM stuff. Yeah. Right. Like take a bite and pull it away all sexy, you know? I'm I'm yeah. I'm visualizing. Okay. It. But here, let me take that up the next level. No. Nerds rope. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> too much crunch. Yeah, too bumpy. <laughs> It's All right, really let me bumpy. let me take that up the next level. Jawbreakers. Uh-uh. A resounding silence. On the <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We're thinking about it. We're thinking it about it. It wasn't a no. It's no. not a no. It's just a. Hmm. It, it 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 called for pause. Yeah. Mm. Just really quick. Just a, a quick aside. While we're on like string shaped candy, cowtails. Absolutely not. Right. Okay, no, wrong. No. Cowtails. No, I think that's a very sexy candy. Absolutely okay, not. I, By the name alone, cowtail. All I'm thinking it, of is ass. If you can God, buy it ass. at the front of a goddamn gas station, like checkout line, not sexy. Josh okay. only wants Ferrero Rocher. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, all of a sudden, Rocher. Josh uh, yeah. is too good for a Twix bar. Don't bring a Three Musketeers. <laughs> no, 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 hold, on, Josh. hold on. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you know you've been to a shitty gas station and they've got that fucking bucket of cowtails. Not uh, sexy. That's true. That's true. Um, just we're gonna listen. Okay, maybe we. Get, I know we should talk about Malazan. That's why we're here in a sense. But <laughs> do we all know the fun fact? So I do want to say that, I have. That's, a, that's why I was placed on this goddamn earth. Okay, to yeah. make this show. Do we all know the fun fact though about runts? It's like I love sharing the fun fact about runts. Please. The you know the banana in uh, in runts. Yeah. And you're how you you eat it and you're like that's not what bananas taste like. It's because actually it's based on the the previous dominant type of banana that went extinct in like the 1950s and we don't have anymore. But that is go. what bananas did taste like. Wow. Do you know runts? Another thing about them is that's like a, a weed thing. It's like a, for the flower. Peter, Whoa, I don't no think way. you've ever smoked weed. Damn. If you type in runts banana, first eighty thousand fucking links are on weed. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> They're all about it. Nice. That's so funny. It's the best. It's the best. <laughs> Damn, these weed websites are really funny named. I can't. I'm gonna laugh at this for hours. Check the show all notes right. for every weed website. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's let's talk about the the dust of dreams. Just all really right. quickly before we talk about the dust of dreams, I didn't know that this is what rents were like the candy. There you go. Those little guys, yeah. Oh wow, India didn't know about runs too. How embarrassing! <laughs> <laughs> Serving runs is that anything? <laughs> Damn! All right. I love Woo. this pod. All right, 
let's let's get into <laughs> right. it. We're at our best when we're just talking about weed. Yeah. Chapter 17. We begin, as all great stories do, with a return to the miles-long chain of starving and dying children wandering through the weird glass desert. The doll makes some incredibly cool observations on the nature of godhood and why an action feels so powerful. Rut is at his breaking point, but Badal has seen a city of glass at the end of the road. They must get there before the quitters catch them. Talani Mass from clans long since forgotten rise up, answering a call they cannot help but respond to. They question the purpose of the call and speak of the great expanse of time over which these clans were spread from each other. One knows that they are called by the first sword and must march with tool to vengeance. Tak, Setak, and Tool's children rest at a karn. Sensing the newly arisen Talani Mass, Tak wonders what will happen if Tool simply chooses to dismiss them. Tak and Setak, gosh, that's a confusing combo of names, speak on the desires of the wolves and how they may play into things. Totally had forgotten that Tak was pledged to the wolf gods. That was six books ago. He leaves to hunt for food, as Tool's son summons an undead A to protect the small family, because all weird kids in this universe can do magic. While hunting, Tok speaks with the undead Jagat, who laugh a lot. They contemplate finding a new enemy to kill, and have some great lines on nostalgia. Upon returning, Tok likens the eye to the eye he had in Book 3, which we, of course, all definitely remembered. We peek into the mind of Scepter Uculus, who dreads the coming battle with the Bargast. Nonetheless, the Akronai prepare for battle. Back with the Bargast, the action picks up. We see through the eyes of Esteril, the wife of the man Bakkel's wife was cheating on him with, who was going to die the night that Meryl Ebb took over, until Bakkel killed his wife and her husband. I hope that sentence was as confusing to hear as it was to write. Bakul and Strahl scheme, and they need Esteral's help. She will take Katan to the edge of camp tonight, where Bakul will clear a path for her to get to Kafal. It will take a lot of luck, and will be dangerous for all involved. She agrees. We also hear from Esteral why the Bargas women are so eager to hobble one another, and it's truly dark shit. That night, things go wrong. Esteral gets Hatan to the edge of camp, but Bakul loses his life while clearing the path. Esteral sends Hatan towards her brother, but is killed as she returns to camp. Kafal is struck and killed from behind. Hatan, or the shell of what remains of her, lies down and freezes to death. But all sees all this happen, and speaks of a door opening. The armies wait for the dawn, when blood will be shed.
So we're back at the beginning of the book again, where we all started. We're in this weird desert. There's all these children. AJ, do you think this is purgatory? Because I, at this point, think it could be anything. You know, I I mean, we get some inkling at the end of the next chapter about it being something. But no, at this point, I'm like, maybe we're like really far in the past or something. Like, that's what I was thinking mm. is like we were going to get a reveal that like we're actually, you know, 10. Like this is these are all Talani mass children or something. And then they they arrive at the ritual of Talan or something, you know, oh, I, you know, be I crazy. Know. Um, so, no, I had no no inkling of, of what this is. But yeah, man, purgatory, maybe. Yeah. Well, when, you know, Badal is starting to just have powers. You know, she's gone from weird yeah. to she is fully, it appears to be seeing what's happening elsewhere in the story. Yeah. And now she says she sees a weird glass city. Do you think, do you think she does? Do you think it's a city we know? I think, I don't think it's a city I know, we know. Part of me feels like it is the jade stones poking out of the earth like they hit the earth mm. and they're just like protruding out and they you know whatever veil she's looking at this through or like you know maybe she just doesn't know what jade is and she's like oh it's kind of a clear thing i can see through that's glass uh so maybe it's like a city of oz type deal that's pretty uh, sick i had not thought of it being anything to do with the jade stuff that'd be crazy. yeah i'm just like anytime there's anything i have a question i'm like well how does this relate to the jade stuff because <laughs> it's like a fair point it's there and like even in this chapter the next one like there's one line where it's like the jade tinged sand because of the lights from the thing and that's it we don't talk about it anymore it's like yeah. that's the only thing just just a little reminder there is jade stuff going on yeah but you're not allowed to know what it is of course not it streaks across the sky period yeah um josh do you know who the quitters are <laughs> absolutely not that. we don't yeah. so like we've i feel like if you gave me all of the stuff about that that we've had all these kid sections and i read it in one coherent mm. sitting mm. i could maybe have an idea but it's so spread out the quitters are the adults or the quitters came and that's what convinced the adults to not want the kids it's something like that like i remember reading mm. that seven chapters ago or something sure yeah but that's it i mean i feel like i feel like if this was another fantasy book these kids would be from Kalant's and they would be traveling across the wastelands right we mm. i like to me this seems like they're going west meaning they're coming from the east all we know that is to the east is Kalant's and the wastelands but this mm -hmm. is malazan so i don't i truly do not know if that's going to happen because that seems mm -hmm. like it would be too obvious yeah yeah, I don't know. I am like fully just like every time we come here, I'm like, I appreciate this as like its own little, you know, capsule yeah. story within the novel. But I cannot tell you how it connects to anything. Else. It's 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 beyond me for yeah. sure. Yeah. I just wanted to say something I've been reflecting on, and I think it's one of my weaknesses because uh, sometimes biceps. I, wow, Josh. <laughs> You think you bubble could, tape is candy? Okay. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Under attack. Um, is like, I love the weird dream logic of some of the stuff. Do you mm. know what I mean? Or just like, it's like, what is going on? Oh, it's like, I don't know, really, you know? And I kind of love that fuzzy weirdness and it feels... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I was thinking about it when Cha when we were talking about Badal. Your weakness is that you like the weirdness? Well, I don't think that's a weakness. I think uh, it's because I just enjoy sitting in a fuzzy state of unknown. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm having a great time reading this, these sections, and I'm not trying to think too hard about how they connect to the story, but like, it's definitely on my mind. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. 
I have no, I have no comment. I could, I, no, no comment whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. So uh, India, we get, we get a whole new slew of Talani Mass. Um, <laughs> I love this. I love that this one came to me. Yes. Yay. How did you feel about the one who is grappling with a long past of sustained infidelity and whether she can just turn over a new leaf, not be that way anymore? I love this question. Thank you for making this actually fun. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I believe in change. These Talon I mass are, you know, notoriously stubborn, I would say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hate that there's new ones. What is this one? Is it bitter? Let me look bitter at the Spring? Bitter I think Spring. It's bitter Spring. Yeah, it's a great name. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also all for um, you know, live your live your damn life. So if she does change, good for her. But if she doesn't, go off, sis. You know? Wow. That's unconditional love. Yeah. <laughs> At its finest. Do you think there's a lot of affection amongst the Talani mass? You know, I would say no. Hmm. In fact, right? it seems like they're all um, mad at each other all the time or like mm-hmm. business, um, like co-workers almost. Yeah. And the war that they're going toward. Co-workers is really good. Co-workers is, I really do. Like, they're all at a perpetual faculty meeting. Like, that's where they're heading right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's an isolate. There's like a resentment, I feel. Or like, mm-hmm. there's yeah. there's a coldness between how and the Talana mess speak to each other sometimes. Right. Kind of mm-hmm. like co-workers. Now, mm-hmm. something that confuses me, and I don't know if Peter can enlighten me, is I feel like it seems as though there are like two or three clans here, and one of them is like fully separated in time from the others, because we hear about a second attempt at a ritual. But that group still knows of Onos Talan, and and that is what confuses me somewhat. Like, is there a group think like, how could this one group who's so far from the others and it seems like wasn't undead, maybe? How would they know who the first sword is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of questions there, Josh. Um, when you say separated, the only separated one that I can really think of are the low gross Talani mass. And that more has to do with their relationship to Kellen Vett on the first throne. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's a group think. And I I mean, maybe if that's like, I guess in my mind, they all know he's the first sword because of some sort of spiritual thing, you know, but but I don't consider it a group thing. I don't know. I don't really know how those titles work. Yeah, exactly. Like, Like, does it carry every Talani mass in the world know that? Yeah, he's the first sword. Exactly. That's that's that was kind of my confusion. I think I'm going to chalk it up to magic. Yeah, there is one point where somebody says something about bone casters like being all connected. Oh, that um, makes a lot of sense, AJ. They do have, yeah. Okay. But also, like, I think just the bone casters generally being connected to insert source of magic here. Yeah. Uh, the one of Talon. Yeah. Probably have some sort of like, whether it's a divination thing or whether it's just like a, a Rolodex of people that's just like constantly switching out. Hey. Um, the fuck is a Rolodex? I always think it's a Rolex. Is it that thingy no. like in old offices where like it would have all the little That's contact exactly cards? That's exactly what it is. Hundred percent. Yeah. I've never seen someone do. AJ did a motion of like scrolling through something as he said Rolodex, and I mm-hmm. you've just unlocked what that word means for me. Thank you. I'm very happy for you. Yeah. It's kind of like if you think like a big bubble tape. No, I yeah. And then- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what a bubble tape comes in, John. So I'm gonna move past this. Um. 
we get over now to uh, Tak and Satak, which who, as I've called out, terrible naming combo. Um, and Tool's um, children. We've seen so many wolves in this book series. Do you think it's Steve's, Mr. Erickson's favorite animal? <laughs> that question goes to Peter. I'm relieved that that was going in a GPG range. <laughs> with the, um, Wait, why? Yeah. Well, no, Peter, I don't have How to ask if, if Mr. Erickson would like to put on a fursuit and... Well, see, I thought we were gonna. I, okay. I don't ask that because I I know that. All right, in my <laughs> there's nothing in my there's bones. nothing inherent there's nothing inherently not G rated about uh, a person in a fursuit. Okay, just to just to get rid okay. of those notions. I'm that just, and just, Peter, like my mind did not go there. Well, Josh was saying it, and I thought he was gonna be like doing a goofy goof, ha ha. Do you know what I mean? That's a little blue, even for me, Peter. Wow. Okay. There's nothing inherently blue about fursuits. <laughs> okay, you're right. I'm a lot here of them are to gray defend or orange furries. Yeah, um, I agree. That was a good joke, Josh. I'm Thank team you. furry. Thank you. Wow. I did not think we were going to get into this today. <laughs> you <laughs> Do you think that was going to be like a, a crippled god thing? Uh, that's I thought we were going to get into <laughs> yeah, a yeah. crippled god. Yeah. That's <laughs> when Gano like shows back up and he's in a giant, <laughs> he's in a giant wolf suit. <laughs> <laughs> um oh God. wow um yeah no we it's nice to check back in with them and it's um i mean I, I i don't know i don't know if nice is the word it's like i guess i mean it's nice to have the closure with these characters and with later when we kind of resolve the rest of the bargas stuff you know it, it doesn't make me like relieve but it, like knowing in a sense of how those storylines finish mm. from before it is a is a sense of resolution for this moment. You know what I mean? And and India, I don't know about you, but I, I know you're a big book three fan. Uh, have always been, always will be. I felt a little sad when Tak was drawing the parallels between this group and his book three crew. And I actually like really kind of felt a bit, a really big pang of like, you know, uh, absence. Of, like, that, that was a really fun dynamic we had all the way back then. And I feel like we don't, we have not had that in this book, I would say. I actually, yeah, I totally agree. I, I like that talk and tools like relationship has with, withstood the, the tale of time. Right? Test of time. Test, of, Test time. of time. Test of time. Leave it. Leave it. I want it there. I'm not perfect. Um, <laughs> the test of time. She's no um, coward, AJ. <laughs> okay, AJ, don't edit it out. Okay, leave it, AJ. It's fine. <laughs> I was. She's I got human a, I, like us. Okay. I I got a cop. I was not paying attention. I was. <laughs> so I screamed, I, AJ. <laughs> I was. Yeah, I was back. I was back in the uh, the last scene, um, which I had some questions about, but we can get there when we're done this scene. Um, I hear you. I hear you for sure. <laughs> I really like that they're still friends. I love that he's helping out. The little kids and their magic children, which is fascinating and weird. And yeah, I I did feel a little bit of something, but also a lot of nothing. Mm. I just want to say it before AJ. Uh, <laughs> um, I love the quick line when he's just referencing Lady Envy. He's like, oh, she yes. like, and one of them loved a good bath or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah just a I fun loved line. that. That loved was a really that. nice line. Loved that. Envy is my, Lady Envy is my favorite always. And a raise um, of her perfect eyebrow or whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna say, I, you know, we, we Steve writes a good character, you know. 
The fact yeah. that six books ago there was a character who was a tertiary in a tertiary plotline to that book, and I'm still like, damn, that was a good character. Mm. Kudos. She's good. Um, Aj, what were we gonna say? Uh, I just wanted to know if y'all thought, um, oh god, what's the baby's name? Uh, oh. if if you thought him saying blah 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 blah, blah over and over again was uh, Ublala Pung and not this wolf name, damn. Fuck me, would I love of Ubala Pung to just this whole time? I was like, well, the Bargast are like, like, like long, not long lost, but like, you know, down the lines of of ancestry from the Toblakai. So maybe he's just like waiting for Ubala Pung to show up. But that did not happen. So there you go. That would have been wild. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna skip the Jag Hood stuff. They're fun, you know. <laughs> Uh, they're there they're and yeah, fun. They but, are know, there yeah now there's a now there's an undead wolf with a name that i can't pronounce still so let's get into some uh bargas stuff who here as soon as we got this pov from astaro was like ah dead because it just seems like it's we're, we're so you know we're 17 chapters in i feel like we're at the point now where like if so if i'm seeing through someone's eyes it's like a 78 percent chance they're dying that chapter I don't know. I kind of thought like, you know, we got all these new Talani Mass and stuff. I thought this was just like, here's a bunch of new characters that we're going to carry over into the next book. Um, just like dropping their names now so that they can come back in book 10 and like actually be characters. I could see that. But I don't know. I, every time we get to one of these sections and like you ask a question like that, I'm like, well, yeah, we spent so much time with them and they just like showed up. So obviously their like storyline was going to die with them dead. Mm -hmm. um, but in the moment, I never think that. Yeah, <laughs> ever. I was proven wrong, though, because in the next year, I mean, well, we don't know yet with Strahl what their fate is, I guess. We're not we don't know for sure yet. Mm. Um, yeah, this was uh, I mean, we've talked, you know, we've had some discussions about the darkness of the Bargas storyline. And uh, I mean, this was a pretty start to finish tough one. You know, mm. I, I like there, there's a part of me that wants to ask about our thoughts on Hattan's end. You know, but I don't know if I can phrase a question that is respectful to that storyline, if that makes mm. sense. I have like kind of a general thought about it because I was thinking about it as I was reading it as well, because at first I was like, oh, well, it sucks that she just like dies in the desert and like nobody knows, you know, whatever. Mm. But then part of me was like, well, maybe this is like an act of mercy in some ways where it's like she gets to just like fall asleep and freeze to death mm -hmm. instead of like being murdered by the Akronai when they raid the camp or whatever, you know? Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's really all I, I came away with it from. It, it, came, it's a, yeah. it's a good plot. It's a good nuanced plot line. Cause it, even, even Astaro was like, and what she's going to go with her brother and heal. They never heal. And I was like, ah, that's a, honestly a really good point. I was like in my head, I was like, are we going to get this like long tortured plot line now? Mm -hmm. And, so I had really mixed feelings about it all the mm -hmm. way through to the end. Peter, did you have any thoughts, especially this being your second read of this? Yeah, no, I think a lot about the ending of Hennon's storyline and how it makes me, the the context I think it brings to the rest of it. But I'd be really curious to hear what uh, India thinks. Well, I don't know. I really was very, this part, this whole scene was just very traumatic, this whole mm. Hetan like storyline was super super traumatic. I felt I wasn't happy. Like I wasn't obviously I wouldn't be happy, but I wasn't um relieved with her ending. 
I really just, I don't think there's any like good part of it. I don't see a point in looking for the bright side in it. It was just like a very, very sad story and a very, very sad ending. And to not even like, you know, I mean, what would her life have been if she did live? But like literally, but um, I mean, I just didn't see another way out though either like she was gonna die it was just a matter of how she dies and i guess you're right aj like at least it was like unceremonious she just died um yeah but so fucked up from start Mm -hmm. to finish this whole Mm -hmm. storyline for her absolutely devastating and so unexpected so unexpected like from prior like when we first met her to now i just would have i don't know i just like it's insane to see a strong character that's completely literally left as just like a pulp like pulp of a yeah person. She, she's just like fully dehumanized yeah awful absolutely yeah. awful so bad but i'm glad um i wasn't interested in reading any more scenes that were about her anyway like it's just so upsetting so i'm kind of like okay all right what's next let's move on you know <laughs> to be honest yeah i get that i did yeah. just want to say I, I mean i know this isn't what you guys are saying but i think like her being alive is preferable to her being dead. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't so know that. That's just yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I I get what you're saying, but also I don't know. There's like a line in here somewhere that says like the you know Hatan is like dead basically, you know, and she is just like a a a, a body now. Um, which I know is like you know just kind of figurative, but uh, like we saw with like Janeth, um, that like you know, you can only heal so much, you know, even if you can heal physically, she still has these like thoughts and stuff about her, her, uh, you know, torture and and assault and everything. And that's like, not to compare levels of torture, but like, that's like lower on. No, like, yeah. Like, obviously it's, traumatized i i don't know it's like obviously really deep trauma i i I don't know i part of me fears that it's like is the message then that like oh you can't you know that healing and recovery is is impossible do you mean and i know that like i don't know i i would like to believe in that well i don't know does that make sense or am i making no sense yeah like her physical body though it's not like a mental recovery there was no physical coming back from the trauma that was put through her body through like she had she she couldn't even move like it's like a quality of life thing to me yeah i i get what you're saying i i just wanted to share my thoughts is all i'm not trying to change anyone's minds i'm trying Um, to change your mind yeah and and intense stuff Mm -hmm. yeah for sure so i mean and not to shy away from the issue but there is this whole you know in this section there is this conversation with astaral and uh bakel or straw i can't remember which about the purpose of hobbling and and why and it's i mean it is like the only thing i can say is it was interesting to see a character give a reason for it mm-hmm. and um yeah it was i mean it was affecting I don't know if we have if we want to have a conversation on it. Probably not, but it was it was it was a lot. No, yeah, I I think like this part of the chapter is definitely just like asking us to consider like the societies in which stuff like this is mm-hmm. allowed and or encouraged to happen, and like the things that lead to this. Um, I'm not really sure. I come away with anything outside of like. Yeah, this is a like in a society like this, this is how stuff would happen. And then like even if there's like a few people who are like, well, maybe this isn't the way we should do it. Uh, there's still, you know, the rest of the 
the society or culture or whatever is like, no, this is the way. And then those voices get stamped out. And that's really all I kind of got from the like, I don't know, like mm-hmm. holistic read of it, I guess, which I think is 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 an interesting thing to observe and and read about. Yeah, that's that's all I got. I think uh, I think we can probably move on from this into the next chapter. Pete's making a face, though. <laughs> we can keep we can talk for we few don't more. have to get into it, but you are making a face. I mean, it makes sense that that we're continuing to talk about it to this extent, you know. Um, Wait, Peter, keep your face like a little back. Yeah, that was it was weird. That weird. was just the Skype. Yeah, that was, was it. Yeah. OK, OK. Oh. It, Sorry, because I was like, oh, yeah, it yeah, peaked it hard for me. Skype. Uh, yeah, you're good. Keep going. Um, But no, AJ, I agreed with most of what you said. I mean, I think there's a lot of angles that you could talk about it through. And those comments at getting at what type of society does this happen in and society and cultural things um, are interesting. I, as I've said before, I wish I knew more about that stuff. Um, but well, I think uh, I think we'll we'll move on from there into uh, chapter 18, um, which features AJ's favorite part of the series so far. I can't wait <laughs> yeah. to really dive into that. Sorry, I, I don't want to keep dragging us back, but can we just like broadly talk about like what did you think about Josh, like, what did you think about everybody, just everything going so wrong at the end of this chapter? Like, oh, I mean, what else could happen? Yeah. OK, you know, yeah, that's, it's, that's it's, exactly how it's, I feel. It's Malazan, you know, uh, everything has to be messy all the time. So mm-hmm. and because that's what life is. Life's always messy. So mm-hmm. it definitely made like I was definitely like surprised reading it. But I was like, oh, I guess this actually kind of makes sense. Yeah, Um, I was Thank a you. little. Yeah, that, that's about it. Thank you. You're going to move on. <laughs> now we can move on to my favorite part of the book. But favorite. after after but we thank the patrons thank you to everyone who supports us on patreon you really help us make the show more sustainable a special shout out to Devin, steen zach and chris thank you all so much for your new contributions to the patreon thank you also to just everybody who supports us on patreon it really does mean a lot uh and you help make this show easier and more sustainable to make uh so thank you so much. Should we move on now? Yes. All right. <laughs> okay. Chapter 18. The Sheikh have arrived in Carcanus, but it is not what they pictured. The city is dead. The magic has kept it from truly decaying. Twilight tells her people to spread out and find shelter reminding her witches to protect themselves from the magic of this place. She finds the watch in the great temple, where the blood was shed so long ago. The siblings speak of the legends that brought them here, that told the story of their people. There are many questions left unanswered, the most pressing of which is, who are we? Who were we? We learn more about the birth of light into the world. They decide to head to the true home of their people, the First Shore. The witches are found unconscious, succumbed to some strangeness. Sandaleth has a flashback as she looks down on the newly blind Galan the poet. He has gouged out his own eyes and looks to eat them whole. She sends her son, Orphantal, to find a priestess. She says a cool quote in her sleep, which wakes her and Withel up. He asks about her past, and she's very vague. 
Sounds like she's way more important than we first realized. Back in the weird dream Kachin Shamal hive, the ghost of Tarlock Veed is back with all his spitty-haired goodness. He sets out on the only mission he knows. Murder. He starts with Napit. In the hive, Sulkit the drone has done his job, and the others wait to see the results. Tok's group hasn't seen him in days. They head east, the direction he pointed them in. I'm sure they won't run into any of the other 80 groups traveling towards the wastelands. As they travel the forest, Twilight and the Watch are plagued by a terrible pressure and fear for their lives and the lives of their people. They press on and arrive at the first shore. The battle between Bargas and Akronai begins. With Bakul dead, Stroll turns to his Sinan brothers and sisters as their leader and withdraws from the battle. Not this enemy, not this war. Fucking sick. The battle is joined and it's going well for the Akronai. Both sides keep looking at the clouds. Then the entire fucking battlefield is frozen and also explodes. And yet no one tries to run away. Veed continues his murder spree. He arrives at the room with Tixillian and Featherwitch. They speak, and then all three turn to talk to Akarium's ghost. It's very trippy. They vanish, and he is reborn. Akarium takes his throne. A ton of stuff is revealed and explained at the first shore, and yet it's also all very confusing and makes little sense. Good stuff. The water is light, and within it are trapped the Tisti Leosian, which explains why we've only ever seen like 10 of them. Silchus Ruin is apparently cool, and he's the one who saved the Sheikh. The Watch looks for Ruin's sword, which was thrown into the water by a lady. Spoiler, it's definitely Sandalith. Is this the sword Rulad used? Unsure. It's called a Hust Sword. Olar Ethel is being cryptic again, so Torrent leaves. He sees carriage tracks that seem to have come from the sky. That's right, folks. The Trigo Trade Guild with Gruntle and Mappo. Sandalith and Withel arrive at the city. She collapses, overwhelmed by the return of Mother Dark, who talks with Withel. Back at the battlefield, the ground erupts. Draconis is back. Josh, you didn't want to leave in the Sorry, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right, right. Back of the battlefield, the ground erupts. That's right, motherfuckers. Draconis is back. I'll just throw like a heavy guitar on Yeah, 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 really good, really good. So I feel like, I don't know about you guys, but this is one of those chapters where when I was reading it, I was just like trying to get through to the end, and I was like, oh, not really a lot happened. Then I had to sit down and write it, and I was like, nope, a lot happened. Yeah, I had the exact same experience, uh, you recounting it back at me. I was like, yeah. oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, so many things. Yeah. 
Um, do we want to talk in order or just about like the the main areas that things are happening in? Yeah, let's go zone by zone. Zone by zone. I want to start in the weird Kachin Chamal hive. Okay, okay, interesting. Yes. Um, and what I just want to say first off is when Terralog Veed showed up, it did not occur to me that um, he was really sent there by Ikarium himself to kill everyone else so that he could just awake from his nightmare and reclaim his mm. throne or whatever the fuck happened. And mm. I, I unfortunately live with my Josh. fiance who loves horror movies. And this is like this is like all the shit that we are constantly watching right now is just like stuff that makes no sense. And at the end, it's like it was all in your head. So I wasn't ready for that. I don't know if you how you guys felt about it. <laughs> Peter, you were going to say something? I was going to make a dumb joke. Don't worry okay, about it. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, anyone, anyone thoughts on, on this wild ride? No, I mean, I was like, the why of it all? I don't know. That seems like very kind of like crippled God. Like, yeah, this was my plan the whole time, the stupid. Why, the why is going to make me very mad if I do not get a good one later. <laughs> I don't, Josh, I don't think you're going to get a good one. Mm-hmm. I think it's just gonna be one of those things that like happened because it was supposed to, you know, it's fate, baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Josh is very pensively nodding. I just, yeah, I just like if they were all ghosts the whole time, mm -hmm. what have we been doing? Mm. You know? Yeah, that's what's like, yeah, okay. I, you mean the larger why, not that, just the yeah. Terralac Veed part. Yeah, oh, no, no. I mean, like, why have we been reading about Acarium as a ghost watching these guys if at the end they all turn and talk to him and then vanish like ghosts other well, than it's v cool other than it's cool you know I mean Terralac Veed fully murders them all like no he doesn't murder Texillian and Featherwitch they all turn and look at Acarium and then vanish well Texillian and Feather or, or Texillian or sorry Featherwitch is a ghost also right mm-mm no? Featherwitch was, well, she was called Breath or whatever. Yeah, I thought Breath was a ghost. Mm -mm. No, she was there the whole time in like in body form with the other seven of them. Interesting. Yeah, only a carry wow. was a ghost. This whole time I thought Breath was also a ghost. Man. No, at the end, like there was, there was, as far as we understood, corporeal Taxilian, Breath, mm -hmm. and Tarlag Feed. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It was cool, like you said, and we know that blood magic is good, and I guess soul magic is also good. <laughs> and Peter, when you read this the second time, what were your feelings on it? Well, that's why I am, I am actually, that's why I was completely silent, because I really feel like I'm struggling to articulate any thought that is not, that isn't just like, the only thing I, I will say, separate from my thoughts revisiting the plot line. Is that I, you know, Josh, I know you're saying, why are they there in that form? But it's like, I don't think like, like, like plot. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> um, so you're saying it's because of the plot? My real worry is that Peter it's, can't say that they're frustrated with it because that would mean that we never think about these ghosts again <laughs> for the rest of the book and next book. No, all I'm saying is, regardless of the plot, which I have no comment on, you know, themes, characters, you know, mm -hmm. I feel like I, I you know what? I'm just going to stop. I, I just I should have okay. never started. Okay. Jesus okay. Christ. <laughs> I, I'm so I sorry. Go to the discord to see Peter try to put into words whatever they're thinking right now. Yeah. I will say Featherwitch just throwing the tiles over and over again and screaming this always works this is what has to happen very yeah. satisfying big yeah. into that with coins though wasn't it 
No, it's tiles. Didn't someone start throwing coins at some point? Mm, I don't remember that. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> God damn it. Um, like I said, in every other time we come to these scenes, I have no fucking idea what's going on. Yeah. Well, so I guess <laughs> I guess the final question before we move on to another more easy, possible to understand storyline sure. is, do we think at the end of this that Akarium is going to use the Kachin Shamal Warrens or has he succeeded in creating something brand new? They do say something at some point about like, it's the flavor you like or whatever. Like yeah. we, we Burger King have it your way the Warrens for you. Uh, I uh, Maybe, you know what, Josh? I think, okay, here's, here's my big prediction. <laughs> No, I'm so ready. I think now Icarium is going to bring back whatever the Warrens, the Kachain Shamal used or you know, equivalent to Warren. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the Kachain Shamal that Kalith is with is going to like they're They're all going to just get super powerful and something. And it's going to be fucking sick. You know, that's I what say, I, AJ. Part of me wonders that that was my thought, too, is like maybe yeah. they're going to team up. Kalith and Icarium. You kidding me? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, it turns out the dinosaurs were the good guys all along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the Earth's only 6,000 years old. <laughs> so let's move on. Uh, I feel like the next, a real throwaway one is <clears throat> Torrent is leaving Olar Ethel and is going to find the Trigal Trade Guild because a carriage came from the sky. And if it's not the one with Mappo and Gruntle, then what are we doing? <laughs> That's the the we 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 saw them last book. They're the only ones we know of. It's got to be them. Any anyone disagree? Yeah. All right. Good. Uh, and talk. Satak and the gang are going somewhere. Okay. We've we've gone through the the those ones. All right. We can we can focus. Okay. Let's talk. Shake 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 shake. Yes. Casey and the sunshine shake, band. Shake 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 it. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, okay. We're doing metric shake, shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. Yeah. Oh oh oh. You shake, shake it all about. There you oh, go. Oh, the hokey pokey. Okay. Ooh, that's the best one, I think. <laughs> I don't think I have any. Shake. All right, so. <clears throat> no, oh my God. Shake it off. Shake, 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 shake it off, Mariah Carey. I'm gonna uh-huh. shake it off. You know, classic. Anyway, um, sorry. Yes, focus. So in the, uh, the shake, Carcanus, how did you feel about? Uh, okay, Carcanus. What happened? Okay, did we ever? Because that name, this is gonna be really fucked up, guys, and I'm just gonna say it now. Um, You're fine. What happened to Carcanus? Okay, the Tory read. <laughs> Have we never says, been here? Have we just heard we, the we, name before? Correct. We've never. We've never. We've, we've yeah. seen some flashbacks. the The Tory read literally says at, in chapter 18 or 17 when talking about all these flashbacks from Sandalith. Uh, they literally Wait, write, can you repeat that? I'm so sorry. The flashbacks from Sandalith where she's thinking about like the guy eating his own eyes. The Tori literally writes, I guess go read Forge of Darkness. That's, <laughs> that, that's their thoughts on this too. Nice. It's, it's so much. And the Forge of Darkness yeah. is the side one about Carcanus. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I think a lot of this stuff is kind of opaque in that sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So, no, it wasn't. It's just I was confused because I was like, why is it? Like, why don't people live here really like why is it well like okay this? so what we know india india what we know this is this most of this is from last book this is where the tisti and india are from after whatever happened which is that's the big question whatever mm-hmm. they did to upset mother dark whatever they did to ruin their society there was a huge thing a lot of people died they left the city the magic left the city it's 
basically what we know. Mm. Oh, and it's and it's in <laughs> it's in the Warren of Darkness. Like it is like this. Like this is where the you know Tisty Andy are from because they mm-hmm. are the Children of Darkness. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. Corald Galane. Mm-hmm. Corald mm-hmm. Emerlane. It's another one. Yep. Corald <laughs> Leosian. Starvald Demelane. <laughs> Just naming Warrens. Just having fun time now, huh? (laughs) Just naming the Warrens, guys. That's fun. Star something? So are people moving? So people moved back to Carcanus. So this is the shake that we've been following this whole time as they've been trying to get to Carcanus because they they are the descendants of someone from here, which has been the big question they've been asking themselves Mm -hmm. that we were too dumb to know to be asking ourselves, which is... Who the fuck are they descended from? Because they're clearly not Tisty Andy. So Tisty Leosian. Mm. And to be fair, we still don't have an answer to that question very well. We just know that they got shafted and left on the shore to mm. fight the Leosian, but maybe also fight others. I don't know. It seems like they're descendants of Eater. Maybe it's a whole mm-hmm. stunt. Yeah. Okay. I, I do. I, okay. I just want to chime in here with the one thing I did like about this section. Josh alluded to like my favorite AJ section of the book. Today, being here. AJ I, said today, yeah. this talk between Twilight and the Watch, and then eighty snoring. Okay, emojis. it was like three or four snoring emojis. But yes, I was like the beginning of it was like cool. I was like great, cool, good, and then it was just like they kept going. And going and going and talking and saying things and being upset. But the 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 one cool thing out of this, I think, uh, is the name Twilight for the the queen or the princess or the ruler, whatever, uh, is because like that is what they are in control of. That is what they are born out of is this moment between light and dark. Um, and like, that's why they're twilight. And then it was like, oh, wait, no, I thought, I thought that came, I thought it was light and then darkness. And then, and then the eater came and they were kind of like a weird offshoot. And then the watch is like, no, what are you talking about? It's been like this the whole time. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, my man, what are we doing? Yeah. It's really interesting that there's like, they're both, they've both been given half of the information, but I would say it really seems like the watch got the better half. He got the the better half. (laughs) Yeah. Um, interesting stuff. I what any thoughts on this sea of light that the Tisty Leosian are trapped in, a la the Jade statues? Maybe a la the, the city of statues. the city of glass. Whoosh, who knows? Oh. Any of this could be anything. That's a connection I did not make, Josh. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, I look. Anytime you're are like, there, so wait, are we saying there's Jade elves coming from space? We little green men coming oh, from space? Is wow, that what we're saying? Be, yeah. Well, first off. First off, these short kings don't need your disparaging comments. So, <laughs> machine elves, machine elves. There machine we go. Elves. Yeah, it just it's just weird. I mean, also, uh, actually, pause. I want to wrap the sandalist stuff into here real quick. We've yeah. met Orphantal. Mm-hmm. Who is that? You, yes, you have met Orphantal. I can't remember. Is Orphantal like is is he the fucking um, dragon of of stuff that gets rid of magic? Otatrol? No. Otatrol? No, it's not. Okay. Well, why do we? Or how we've met Orphantal? Can you can you remind us, Peter? Orphantal. Was he the undead guy last book? No. no. <laughs> I was so excited for a second. Damn. Orphantal. Um, you did meet him on Genabacus. Oh, he died. Was he someone's brother who like fought yes, someone? Yes. You're getting there. Did he fight off Kalor? Was that Orphantal? No. Someone's brother. It's, it's, oh my god, it's the one that was Misky Jack's girl. Well, Corlat, was it Corlat's brother? It's Corlat's brother. Corlat is fucking Sandalith's daughter? 
Yes. Wow. There you go. We did it. That's crazy. Wow. Uh, um, her last her last name, Josh. What's her last name? Dracorlat. Sandalith Dracorlat. Sandalith Dracorlat. And then her daughter's name is Corlat. Yeah, I didn't catch that. Yeah, this was. So Josh, I don't whole, know if you remember. You, so yeah. Peter, so Peter, would is this the moment that you finally learn of this connection? Like, is there any other way to know up Josh, until this point? You crushed it. You know, I think you should feel great. This is the one thing I spoiled for the two of them. Yeah, it, oh, like really? a year ago, Pete said something while you were like away eating pizza, and we brought up Sandalith, and Pete was like, you know, Sandalith's daughter. <laughs> You're like, who's that? And then Pete was like, think about their last name. And India cracked it. And then Pete immediately regretted it. Incredible. And so I put that at the end of the episode because I knew you wouldn't listen to it. <laughs> That's so good, AJ. Um, it's so yeah. it's Josh, you, you were going and going. And I was like, Josh, you're the only person on the pod who's figuring this out right now. <laughs> I got to tell you, I, I didn't make that connection. So there you go. Ah, uh, this is great. I'm proud of you, having, Josh. Having a good time. Thank you. Uh, I don't know. Wow. What to, I don't know where to go with this now. Oh, what's, with the, what's up with this sword? Was this Hust sword? Hust sword. Is this and and it's one of Ruin's swords? Is this the sword that Rulad used? I put that in the in the summary mm -hmm. because a sword washed up on some island with Withal that was like this worn, jagged old sword. That'd be crazy. I don't think so. Let me Google Hust sword real quick. Because because Withel didn't Withel destroy that sword? Did I love he? I love this method of not seeing spoilers, Josh. It's I'm just trying like putting my, your hand I'm in front of your hardest. face. Huh, huh, huh. Okay, I don't want to read anymore. I don't think I'm right, though. I, I, I don't think so, because because I wasn't that like the end of Reaper's Gale was Withel going back to that island. And oh, destroying he did the break sword? that sword. You're right. He did break yeah. that sword. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you so much. Which is an interesting um, parallel to Caladan Brood trying to break, yeah. uh, what's it called? Yeah. I mean, it sounds like Yedan Derek thinks if he finds the sword, he'll be able to slash open the sea and let the Tisti Laotian out. Um, yeah, sure. How, and that, oh, that's what I wanted to bring up. How is it that we've met literally the god of the Tisti Laotian and that god's son, and they've mm. never talked about their sea of kin who are fucking being tormented for all time? Uh, like, if I remember correctly, they're both kind of shitheads. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but that might just be me making that up. I'm pretty sure that's true, though, because I'm pretty no, sure. Well, the one guy was like one of the people under Felison, and he was cool. He was fine. <laughs> he was okay. Laoric was okay. Oh, Laoric. That his, was his name. His dad, uh, Osirik, Osirk, yeah. and then a third name I think that we heard this book. Yeah. Um, is like a bad dad. I think that's yeah, like well, his that character trait. Yeah. Is like he sucks. So I think they're probably not worried about these people. That's all fair. It's all yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, any other final thoughts on this uh, section other than it's cool that Mother Dark talked to Withel? No, that is cool. Yeah. Do we think, do we agree? Like Sandalith's got to be like royalty, like Tasty Andy royalty, right? Well, she, the card said she was something. She's queen of darkness, right? Yeah. It's got to so, be. Yeah. Got to be. All right. Um, let's move on to, I guess, the final section, which is the bar gas. I don't think there's anything else. Um, oh, sorry, no, 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 no. sorry. We need to, we need to pop back really quick oh, to okay. the, the, the hive where we see 
uh, sulk it, transform from from a, a little guy into like a longer guy. Yeah, well, we've known they could they could all do that. Like they all just like with the right combination of pheromones, they become any of the billion types of Kachin Jamal. Yeah, but we've never seen one just like do it. Well, yeah, he just You're like not wrong. It just like did it. it was like at the controls of the yeah. the the fortress or whatever. Became, and then what when the it? next time we see Sulkit, they're like, oh, Sulkit's different now. Actually, it's like a, a Jahan Sentinel or whatever. Something called. like that. Yeah. So that was pretty sick. Anyway, that, and, and the fact that he's still there and doing the Kachin Jamal shit yeah. is why I wonder if that's how Akarium's going to get access to this Warren or something. Oh my yeah. god, Akarium's going to roll up in a fucking moon spawn style oh, fortress. Oh, yes. fuck, What's dude. That? He's a matron. Oh, give oh, it to me, Akarium <laughs> Just see Akarium start shitting out. Mommy. <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> okay, I hated that. <laughs> Do we want to, any any other parts of this we need to touch on? Or? No, sorry. I just really want, I wanted to make sure that we we talked about that. So Bargas time, you. baby. Bargas time. Not this enemy. Not this war. I'm gonna reveal. <laughs> I have tattooed that on my chest. Nice. <laughs> Done it myself. Uh, not this enemy. Not this war. Yeah. In terms of like things I read in the fantasy book, that one's up there. That's really good. Mm. And especially considering I don't give a fuck about any of them. And still, cool line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was really hot on that. <laughs> yeah. India, did you enjoy that all the people in the battle died so that we could just be done with it? Yes. <laughs> I thought you were gonna ask me if I enjoyed it. No. Did I enjoy everyone dying? Yes. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. And so this is correct me if I'm wrong, is this the first time we've seen this far into is do we think this is the same thing that's killed the other groups, or do we think this is a different Thing. because i don't remember there being cold before necessarily you know what i mean this is different because we know the other cloud was naruk and right. those are actual dinosaurs yes the short-tailed could change them all right and this was just like a cloud of cold but yeah then this is some jag hut shit it could be some jagged shit draconis though not a jagged hood though hood, is jag hut and yeah. was in the sword. So could, that could be could maybe. Be. Yeah. Still very confusing. Would would really would really like to when we find out what the storms are, I may like go back and just track like, OK, this storm is that and this storm is this. Josh just, playing weatherman. Exactly. Because <laughs> uh, so because so far it's impossible. It's inscrutable to figure out what each of these things are. Mm -hmm. so. We have a Naruk front from the south, but a cold front from <laughs> yeah. the north. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they collide, what should what what will happen? Draconis. Draconis, yeah. Yeah. What do we think, by the way? Do we do we think Strahl and the Sanan have survived? Are we gonna have one contingent of loyalist Bargas to join up with the Malazans or where are we at? Do you want that to happen? Well, I mean, of any of them, I would take the Sanan. Not I mean, of any of them, I guess, you know. Do you think the ones that were like that left the battle early, do you think they've survived? Or do you think they're or do you think they yes. beefed it in the cold? No, they didn't beef it in the cold. They survived, and we will we will see them again in the middle of the next book. You've heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I like that cold shot. Mm. Thank you. Do you and think maybe that? Oh, but then what? What's the dynamic there of fucking Hatan and Tool's kids if they end up there again? Mm. Probably bad. No. Probably bad. Yeah. Which means mm. it will happen. We will see that. <laughs> I don't know. I feel. I mean, I guess there's a way you could that it could be handled where it was like satisfying. But part of me is like, 
what's the like what is the arc there is it like we can't be a part of these people they they like tortured and killed our mom and dad and then and then talk being like no it's fine yeah. and then being like okay <laughs> you know like what's I, the- I, well exactly like i i feel like it's such a weird nuanced situation yeah. that i i Which mean I, I really feel like I, we have to see it now I, maybe i don't know we've only got one book left <laughs> I'm going to say the same thing to you that I told to... Did I say on the last episode about the 350 pages thing? Maybe. You, you shared it on the pod. Okay, yeah. Same thing there. This is... We've read three books so far in this one book, basically. Like, <laughs> we have five more books to go, it feels, AJ. <laughs> Anything could happen. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, And then we get to it. Of course, Draconis erupts from the Earth. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> What else would happen? I mean, he was name dropped at the beginning of two chapters ago when the other <laughs> gods met. You can't just say Draconis and then he doesn't show up, you know? Um, My invite got lost in the mail. Yeah. In the mail. M-E-M-A-E-O. Oh. So. That's um, funny. Thanks. Good one. Thanks. I liked that. Uh, g- that great joke, good. AJ. Loved that. Hey, um, thanks so much. Keep that in the pod. <laughs> yeah, jo- Josh, I mean, I fully agree with you. It Like, the these later books are paced slower, for sure. Yeah. And there's also just, like, a lot... I feel like there's a lot more scenes that are, like, character scenes or, like, scenes about an t- idea mm-hmm. and not always plot-moving forward scenes. Like, there'll be several scenes of... P- like people walking a place which and it what's really good is that i can say that gardens in the moon you know it's a pretty straightforward book it really gets into the business and mm-hmm. someone reading that book for the first time would murder me for call saying you a that. fucking crazy person yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but, but can, i gotta but, tell you like going back to gardens of the moon after reading three four and five i was like man this is a breeze this yeah. book is so <laughs> this book makes so much sense yeah the only plot line I can think of that really has a travel log or like a kind of what I consider a more common later Malazan plot line is the Lorne yes. walking mm-hmm. and um, tools sometimes tool, yeah. popping up. Yeah. 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 And like kind of her reflecting on her mortality. And do you know what I mean? God, what a good like storyline in that book, huh? It's one of the better best ones of the book for yeah. sure. The, all the other ones, all the other ones aren't, aren't really like that, you know. I think, I think we're we're at the end of this one. That mm-hmm. that wraps up. What's that? That book three we've wrapped up of book this. Three we've wrapped up. Next book episode three. is the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. Beginning of the beginning of the end of the beginning of right. the end. Yes. Right, right, right. Well, no, Pete. Actually, you told us not to think about these as like one big book. So you're right. Um, they're not two books. In fact, it's kind of crazy. They're actually, you're actually, it's one book. I don't know if you know that. I'm, I'm going to go now. Me too, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Really? I guess the joke didn't connect on this particular Skype call. (laughs) So uh, that's it for you. This has been the 10 very books podcast. Uh, Is this how we end the show? This is how I'm ending the show because I was the host today. It's been the very big This has been our podcast about these books that are big. Uh, We hope you enjoyed it. AJ is going to do the official thing now. Yeah. Um, But as has become tradition, when I say come, you say passion. Come. Passion. Passion. 
Hello, everybody. Producer AJ here, fresh off a 10 Very Big Books business weekend. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you'd like to give us your thoughts or feelings about this or any of our episodes, you can always email us 10verybigbooks at gmail.com, tweet us at 10verybigbooks, or you can head on over to our Discord, bit.ly slash VBB Discord. That's capital V, capital B, capital B, capital D, Discord. That link will also be in the show notes. Thank you to all of our wonderful patrons over on Patreon. If you'd like to financially support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash 10 very big books that link will also be you guessed it in the show notes and as always thank you so very much to dan gazerick for making our spectacular cover art you can follow him on twitter at a underscore w underscore dan g for the hottest fanatic sportswear monopoly takes thank you as well to resident DD party member and tarot card drawer scout wilkinson for the special art she will be providing for this season you can follow her at twitter.com slash humble goat and of course the wonderful music in today's episode including the remixed intro and outro track is by the one the only Amaranthan from his album Simulant Rain, which you can find along with his other music on bandcamp.com. Links to their pages will be in the show notes and 10 very big books. We'll be back in two weeks on February 17th, talking about Dust of Dreams, chapters 19, 20, and 21. I'll talk to you then, and thank you so much for listening. So in the, uh, the shake, Carcanus, how did you feel about, uh... I'm just gonna be right back. My, you just, you just wait. My laptop is at 1%. Okay, that, this is a real, I thought this was a really good exit. Oh my god. She can't just keep getting away with this. You yeah. can't She's keep getting away with always this. Always doing this. Just letting the laptop run. Oh my god. She buy India a charging station for her birthday.